Hello and welcome to Due South by Southeast. You're about to enjoy an episode which we recorded on uh, video live streaming across the social medias back on the 20th of March. Uh, it's now uh, June, or sorry, July, even the 25th, as uh, I'm recording this. We have got some more shows coming up. We're going to start recording a lot more regularly, but certainly we've got this one and another one already in the can for next week, and uh, we're going to do our best uh, to fill your life with more stew south by southeast uh, just between the pandemic uh our friend michelle uh i say our friend michelle one of the hosts michelle and her schedule as a nurse um and the few occasions when we have got to see her with lockdown and all that we've wanted to spend time as opposed to spend time recording this as much as we enjoy it so uh please enjoy this and enjoy next week's episode and we're back baby this is due south by southeast talking about some like it red yeah. I'm Tony Craig. I play Jack Huey on Do South. I am Catherine Bruyer. Hey everyone, this is Ramona Milano, otherwise known as Francesca Vecchio. This is Paul Haggis, and you're listening to Do South by Southeast. <laughs> I wish this podcast would carry me away But while talking to Squeaky and Michelle get a word in edgeways Record over a battle of rum on a darker south end to me To south That is what we're talking about To south Saddle up my microphone Get deep in bed, girl, To South by Southeast. Hello and welcome to Jew South by Southeast, the show which gives Jew Southeast Jews one episode at a time. And uh, we are coming here today on a very special day when I received my first AstraZeneca jab in the arm. So, uh, this is coming to you in glorious 5G with extra commentary by Bill Gates being zapped directly into my head. I'll bring the, that to you as we go along. I am Detective Squee. See, it's giving me an extra pitch into the jab. <laughs> with me, as always, is... That me, uh, Mountie Michelle. And the long-suffering Aid <laughs> Nicola. <laughs> oh. Okay, I've got three weeks until I can't get it. I'm not going to risk that. So, I understand. Oh, yeah, and we've already got a uh, hello message from uh, Sarah Cook, who says, Good evening, on. Good hey, evening, Sarah. Sarah. Hello. Hi, Sarah. Hi. So, I will say, I literally had the jab uh, at half past five, and it's now seven o'clock here in the UK. I'm starting to feel a little bit punchy. I don't know if it is the jab, I don't know if I'm just tired. My arm's a little bit tingly and I'm feeling a bit heady. So we'll, we'll see how this goes. This could, this could be an interesting one. Yeah. Michelle, you've already had, have you just had one jab or have you had two of them now? Because I know uh, you. So far, just the one. I've got my second one coming up in April, so not long now. Awesome. Because oh. I know you guys are ahead of the game on the NHS, as it should be. Yeah. Uh, very pleased to hear that our fine NHS workers and also you, Michelle, are getting protected. <laughs> Thanks. We're very proud of you, honestly. Um, how have you been anyway? How's everything? 
Yeah, all right. You know, we're just kind of busy, busy, busy at the hospital still, as you can imagine. Um, but to give some good news, I mean, the levels of COVID in the hospital was dramatically dropped. Brilliant. You know, yeah. I mean, that's brilliant. We're definitely going to drink to that tonight, aren't we? I think um, the hospital oh, I work great. in, I think we've got 20 positive patients at the moment. Uh, we oh, had yeah. hundreds. <laughs> Not that long ago, we had hundreds. Yeah. Oh, I hate the thought that we've even had to have one, but, you know, yeah. here that it's getting better yeah. yeah huge improvement well the injection guns out and the rums out so welcome to you yeah <laughs> um, i haven't got any yeah. <laughs> i haven't got any injection guns at all i've got an injection gun right here i'm on the bottom of the barrel i'm i'm not due for apparently april May. yeah um i mean would you think with her increased age to mind that she would have had it already before oh, me but i jumped the queue by having uh having a circulation disease is it's my only thought because they just say that you've got a pre-existing condition which is why you're having it early they don't tell you what it is mm. and i did notice just before i got called in to have it done they started like i got, got phone calls from the surgery and i didn't think anything of it i just thought it was strange uh, first one was like oh yeah um because you've had uh high blood pressure in the past we just wanted you to come in to, to have a blood test like I, I i haven't had anything like that for once maybe in my early 30s i'm now in my early 40s um that doesn't sound right they go oh oh we just get notes saying you should come in for it it's like could, could you just check because i'm not really that keen to come in during covid times and do an extra trip i don't have to and they call me back going, yeah, yeah, it was because you're high blood pressure and plus you're on medication. I go, yeah, the medication. Oh, it might, that might be a confusion. Maybe it's because people with high blood pressure have the same medication I have for my circulation disorder, for, for Raynaud's disease. They go, oh, okay, well, you can choose not to have. I go, yeah, it won't affect me getting my medication. I think, no, no, that's fine. Okay, bro. A couple of days later, another call said, yeah, we'd like you to come in for a, for a, um, for a blood test. And I go, and, no, I said to your colleague the other day, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't want to come in. And suddenly I get the text a couple of days later. It might just be a coincidence, but I got the text saying I can come and get my jab. And originally I booked it for uh, next weekend. And then I got one saying, oh, we're doing one for the local surgery. The other one was the general national one. So I, I went for that and got the other one cancelled. So I had it today. But just just very strange. It, it seemed like, uh, yeah, we want to get you off the list of people who have to have it early. We're just trying to eliminate people. It just seems coincidental the time in the middle. But, Maybe um, they just clearly don't know what's wrong with you. And they've well, got Vesta's getting covered. Medical science. Not the only ones, are they? Maybe they just don't know. With Nicola, they're not trying to work it out. They know she's from Dorset. It's a special disorder. <laughs> my family, a lot of my family from Dorset. It's fine. I'm allowed to make these jokes. Well, yeah. Know. Clearly not. <laughs> like all those jokes I was making on St. Patrick's Day for my Irish family. Um, good news, stay safe. Thank you very much, Tony Moore. Yes, thank you. Oh, Sarah's awesome. added my mum's this week. Yay. Yay. We're very pleased for anyone getting affected. Uh, Tony, again, I get second shot next week here in Texas. Pew, pew. Good job. Uh, you're staying safe there in Texas. Are you indicating that's how they administer it? Yeah, yeah. They, they shoot just. Shoot. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> They shoot in the air. <laughs> they shoot the vaccine into the air, and then hopefully it lands in your arm. That, that's how it works in Texas, as is my understanding of the Texas way. Yes. What? Well, that's that's how they do it. Yeah, I answer. Yeah. Really. I mean, Tony, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's just accurate there. Well, so, I, that sounds quite fun. I might, have, you know, maybe when I'm in work tomorrow, I'm going to take that to my boss and see if they'd be happy if we start. Um, 
administering injections that way. It sounds quite fun. By shooting me. Yeah, it's great. I will say though, I mean, I'm like, I, for anyone who, who hasn't listened to the show uh, recently, I now work uh, for the NHS making phone calls. In fact, I'm, I'm team leader for people making phone calls about the, the, yeah, we're kind of collecting data on the back end and also booking people who need it and checking that people have received their letters, inviting them. And uh, like, yeah, so I'm used to all these kind of myths and the rumours. Every time something hits the news, obviously it hits our calls where people can sense like, oh, will AstraZeneca give me blood clots, which has been disproved, all this kind of stuff. And I was fine with it. I was kind of going, it's like, well, no, that's a load of rubbish. No, this is all safe. You know, I appreciate why people are worried, but X, Y, and Z. Then it gets to the day of me getting the injection and suddenly all these stories, which I know are bullshit. Mm -hmm. I know the kind of uh, the microchip in your arm, all this and a load of rubbish, but like suddenly it goes, could be, could be. Just a small voice. <laughs> what if they're right? <laughs> X going to be on your face and in your arm. You know what I questioned, actually, and I know, you know, I like to sort of trust that everybody said um, that when Boris, uh, Boris Johnson, but no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's brain, yeah, brain that's fine, then, yeah. Our prime minister, for anyone who's in the, the America. Sadly so, um, sadly so. He said he when he did his announcement, he did these regular announcements to give us updates. And he said, I, you know, I think to clear all myths, I'm having the AstraZeneca jab tomorrow. And I went, but you know, you could never prove that he's actually had AstraZeneca. Could you really? You're just trusting that he's saying mm. that. Because, you know, even if he had a bottle saying AstraZeneca on it, it could have anything in it. So you could never that was my question. Was how can you how can you actually prove? It's just a trust game, I know, but that's how my brain works. I mean, I, d <laughs> I, don't, I just still love the fact that it's like, oh, AstraZeneca, I want to wait for the Oxford jab, for the British jab. It's like, what, the one which was worked on from scientists from around the world? Yeah, okay, fine, okay, fine, whatever. Anyway, look, enough of the uh, jab talk. We're all kind of, well, me and Michelle are a bit protected, you know, someone's not in the jab club. Someone could be vital. Did you, get, did you get the AstraZeneca, by the way, Michelle? No, I got the Pfizer one. Yeah. So okay, we're in different clubs then. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you you can get a different Wi-Fi signal to me. Yeah, I was gonna say, does it affect the microchip? Well, I was just gonna ask you if you knew the password because they didn't give me that. I guess they mailed that to me mm. afterwards. It's probably different. Maybe I'll see a second one because I'm still waiting. Wait, a minute. I'm just checking my emails. Yeah, nothing in yet. <laughs> nothing yet. So uh, <laughs> that's gonna play really well <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so. Guys, we have got some orders of business, though, before we Ooh. talk about the episode this week, the episode being Sound Like It Red. So, because, again, I haven't got the sound effects because we're listening through, uh, we're recording this through the iPad, which is where I'd usually play in the sound effects. I'm going to have to do this live. Yo, ho, ho, we're getting drunk as hell. But tell me this will run with drinking Michelle. Hey. 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 So, so right, Michelle, I've got a nice... Sorry, say again? What rum are you drinking? Oh, well, what am I drinking? I was about to tell you. Um, it's a Dead Man's Fingers one. I got the coffee one. Oh, is it nice? I'm not very, oh, always got to do it there. Obviously, yeah, coffee rum. Is the coffee one vegan? Because I think there's one of their flavours which isn't. Well, it's got to be vegan. Don't say that. <laughs> oh, sorry, don't be worried. Oh, no. I don't know. I've created intrigue. No, it's only because we were in um, uh, the, uh, what's the one down Beard? Ah, down Beavers Valley. Um, yeah. The Rockstone. The Rockstone Ooh. pub. 
and there was yes. one of them they said which wasn't. So just, uh, I'm sure oh, it's not the coffee I've one. Got a, I wonder if that was the coconut one. Might be the coconut one. Might be the coconut one. Maybe the coconut. Oh, no. Oh, Sarah's joined the club, so she's Ooh. got her vodka and coke at the moment. Oh, green cake. I'm actually going to ask what everyone's drinking if they are. I'm not oh, sure yeah, if anyone, else, is, but... if everyone else is drinking. Yeah. By the way, if you're not already, in a minute, we're going to be doing Mini Mountain Club. So if you want to join the club, just put a message saying you want to be in Mini Mountain Club. That's all you've got to do. Trust me, nothing involved in that. Yeah, just we haven't got any. <laughs> and we'll just give you a number. Then that'll be your Mini Mountain yeah. number from then on. We might have some. It depends on if oh, they've already I been meant, put on the list. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Well, apparently, so, I'm not, I've got to ask people. I said, oh, I'll have a think. And he went, you've got to ask people. I was like, no, I ain't got anyone then. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nico, what are we drinking tonight? We're actually not on rum at the moment. We are currently drinking <laughs> bourbon. And? And amaretto. And we are drinking Godfathers. So it's those two with Coke or with orange juice in my case because I don't drink Coke. And also, I am on... One second, sorry. Uh, keep talking for a sec. Okay. He's on something that we're going to announce now. Are you getting the Sailor Jerry? We are on a bit of Sailor Jerry's as well. Oh, yeah, Sailor Jerry. We might transfer over to that later. So it's Sailor Jerry. Well. And also, I'm enjoying a bit of, because it was St. Patrick's Day just the other day, enjoying a bit of uh, the old Jamesons. Yeah. So um, my favourite personally is Bushmills, just because uh, nothing else. Well, I, it's just my favourite flavour, but uh, it's also made just down the road from where my mum comes in Ireland. And my uh, aunt works over, uh, we used to work in the uh, giving the tours. And so whenever I go over there, I get a discount in the Bushmills uh, store as well, which doesn't hurt. But um, oldest distillery in the world, by the way. There you go. Tony Moore, it's 2 p.m. here, not drinking, <laughs> but rum rolls, delicious. Rum rolls! And also, that's good enough. Runs past the yard arm. That's all I'm going to say, Tony. Yeah, 2 p.m. I'm not trying to, trying to talk you into it, but I think that's fine <laughs> day drinking time. I love the doggo on the picture as well. Oh, How yeah. cute is he? Oh, oh, yeah, what's the dog's name? And also, Tony. Tony, are you in Mini Mountain Club? I can't remember. And does the doggo want to be in Mini Yeah, we will accept doggos. <laughs> yeah. any, any friend of our Benton is a... Our Benton being our doggy. Yeah, Benton named after Benton Fraser, of course. Yeah. We got to introduce him to Benton as well the Yay. other week. That was amazing. I bet, I bet he was so excited. Yeah. I think they're both pretty excited. He did... Uh, uh, yeah, Paul looked pretty... Chuff with that, I think, oh. Paul Gross. Uh, for anyone who hasn't caught it, please do check out our interview with Paul Gross just a couple episodes previous to this. Uh, so, next one. Um, oh, God, what's the uh, jingle for Mini Mountain Club? Mini Mountain Club, eh? Mini Mountain Club, eh? See? Okay. Sorry, you didn't give the infection oh, which uh, our good friend Blaine Garrison gives it. So, it's Mini Mountain Club. Again, Tony, please message us if you want to be in Mini Mountain Club if you're not already. Or your doggo. Or your doggo. Or just is your dog, Tony, yeah. Is Tony if on anyone's the list? got a pet. Michelle, is Tony on the no, list? He's not on, no, no, he's not on the list. G. Tony with an I. Tony with an I, that's a she, surely. We'll soon find out. Yeah, sorry. I'll, yeah, it is with an I, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Just say, anybody, yeah. anybody want to be on the Mountie list? So I've got one which I'm going to try. And uh, sorry, Michelle, I'm sure obviously you've got loads ready. Sorry, after you, please. 
had one drop, I Michelle. Nothing. One I got drop. nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> Honestly, what have you been doing with your time all week? You're lazy and uh, well. <laughs> many mounties. No, um, Michelle, have we got my brother Andrew Shaw on the list? Mm. I'm asking because it's his birthday today. So whether he's on the list or not, special special mini mounties shout out to Andrew Shaw, my brother. Let's have a look. There's so many to look through now. Yeah. There are, there are. Yeah, we only wanted to get up to 100. Look at us <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a proper legend. Oh, oh, Bandit! We are high. Oh, oh bandit. bandit! But Tony, Tony, are you in Mini Mountain Club? Because we want to know if we're inducting both of you or just... Can we induct both of you? Both female? We thought we knew you were female. It was Dr. Square or it's Detective just... Squeeze. Michelle, she got confused. So, I love that name, Bandit. What a cute dog. Bandit, that's a cute bandit. Uh, right. uh, <laughs> that's a cute bandit name. I love it. I, I see. I'm feeling a bit heavy. So your brother's not on there. So Andrew Shaw. Andrew Shaw. He's a number one hundred and fourteen. Have we got Duncan Shaw on there yet? I don't think I saw him either, actually. Oh, right, right. Tony, Mini Mounty Club is a silly thing we came up with. When we were first doing this podcast, I came up with the idea that let's have um, this kind of, it's like, you know, like the old TV shows, they used to have like, uh, oh, we've got a, um, someone's writing in to be part of the club. <laughs> we're going to milk a cow. Yeah, they're like little clubhouse <laughs> things. Do you know on old TV shows, we used to have it in the UK, if you wrote in, you got like your name read out and you become part of the... Um, like if it was an old sheriff's TV show, you'd be part of the sheriff's corral or, you know, deputy. You know, that kind of thing? Come on, you've got to have heard of this. So basically, we came up with the idea. You have Mini Mountie Club. You write in or just message us. We read out your name and you get a number and that's it. And to begin with, our aim was to get to 100 by the time this podcast was finished. Yeah. We shattered that uh, uh, quite a few episodes um, ago. You'll be on the lost with, lost list with Paul Gross is on there. Yeah. Uh, Paul, Paul Haggis is on there. Um who else is on there? Um, Catherine Bruyere is on there. Um, it, it, yeah, it's literally just a list of mini mounties. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, what number was Paul again? Just Paul just, Grace. We just had your name. Paul Grace. No, he was way too high up, wasn't he? It was only yeah, a couple of episodes. It was only a couple of numbers ago. It can't be that. Yeah, you're saying that. I've got so many look through now. Yeah, just look at the end of the list. Oh, oh no. No, because I think we're going to put him in and then realise he had been put in for. Oh, okay. Oh, so he's, oh, I got him. Number 39. The number 39. You see, Paul I love the fact that Paul Gross, the guy who was the main star of the show, is number 39 on the list. That's the fun we have here. So, Tony, we're going to assume that you're saying yes, please. So, uh, Tony Moore next. Okay, well, I'll put Duncan Shaw in. Yeah, sure. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so it's like yeah, dunk Mucky Mouse Club. Mucky, Mucky Mouse Club. <laughs> oh, was this something naughty on uh, American TV? The Mucky Mouse Club. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we love Paul Gross too. He is amazing. Um, so yeah, Tony oh. Moore, who's also part of the Mucky Mouse Club. And Bandit Moore. <laughs> and Bandit Moore. Bandit Moore. Oh. Yeah, basically. Sorry, yeah. I didn't uh, see this. With the eye, eye Tony, Tony with an eye. I just love her. Okay, so we've got Duncan, he's at 115. Duncan. And then 116 is Tony. Don't tell me. Duncan Norvell. 
Okay, sorry. Okay, sure. re re read them again. Sorry, someone's interrupting you. Right, so for today, Andrew Shaw, 114, Duncan Shaw, 115, Tony Moore, 116, and Bandit, 117. Yay! Welcome, Welcome to, to for inductees. I think that means we've still got to induct um, my brother's girlfriend, but we'll save that for another day. Yeah. So I'm guessing if he isn't in, probably she wasn't either. Uh, but yeah, that's cool. So that's Mini Manti Club for this week. So now we get on to the episode. Hey! Is there anything else? Oh yeah, what? I had actually, I had one thing to say. Oh yes, you had a little bit of bone to pick with me. I did, I did, right. I, you know when um, Detective Squee put Squee? the um, little bit up saying Michelle's, uh, Mountie Michelle's been busy at work and so um, when when I put I the description up when I was mm -hmm. advertising this, I put that um, Michelle's been busy workers in NHS work, um, you know NHS workers. Ian's been busy, well, Squee's been busy doing something else, and uh, Nicola's been refusing to put on the uh, nurse's outfit, which uh, or asking to lend one and to borrow one, borrow not. <laughs> anybody that's listened to this is going to realise that I probably aren't going to be refusing any requests. No, no, she'd be wearing it and she'd be making me one, wear one too. That's the truth of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just wear one. You can go out. I'll just be lounging around with it. So, next episode, tune in for us all in our nurses' outfits. That's <laughs> episode of South by Southeast. But, Michelle, I know you will, of course, have at the ready all the details of this episode yes. from IMDb. Oh, yes, Mish. Has that ever happened? Get to work now. Come on, come on, come on. Get on it. I can't get it up because I'm... I can't. I'll find it. Oh, that's that's why I've said after a few oh, I'm using my phone. I've got nothing... I've got nothing else here to do it with. I'd have to leave you. So you wouldn't want that, would you? What? Yeah. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> it like it red. Have you got it? Yeah. By the way, if anyone's watching in the meantime, please do subscribe to our um, YouTube channel, which is the Dr. Squeeze Show YouTube. So just look up the Dr. Squeeze show on uh, YouTube and we kind of share a, um, a, a YouTube presence. So we're trying to get up to 100 because then I can rename it because at the moment it's kind of a very nondescript letters and numbers random kind of generated channel. You have to get up to 100 before you can put a specific on, thing on. So I use our sister show uh, to host all the um interviews and all the episodes of g south by southeast michelle though where could they find the show oh so many places um um twitter at g south bsc yeah and where yeah, else could good. they handle In and instagram same handle uh facebook g south by southeast page yeah where else? Where else? Oh, the wonky spanner. Well, the group, not page, but no. yeah, the oh, wonky okay. spanner is our host network. We thank very much yeah. everyone there at the wonky spanner. And um, Michelle, they could also email us. What's the email address? They could email us at um, dsouthbse at gmail .com. Cool. And uh, if almost professional, if they want to watch us on Twitch, are we on Twitch? No. Yes, I oh, use right. the Dr. Squeeze show. Are we? Ah. Uh, .tv slash Dr. Squeeze. So you've got to memorize that. And the, uh, in fact, could you memorize the YouTube channel's random collection of letters and numbers for next week, please? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
all this 5G, it should come easy now, shouldn't it? Yeah, it should. It should. You should be able to just tune in. So you can catch yeah. us anywhere. Um, so, yeah. So, Nicola, what's this Some Like It Red all about? Well, Frasier goes undercover as a woman at a girls' school after Ray's ex-girlfriend comes to him for help. Ray, meanwhile, worries that he has turned his ex into a nun. Although, actually, I don't think she came to him for help, though, did she? They sort of I was in... thinking that. And she, then know. he sort of went to her and offered his help, didn't he? Yeah. So, and who's yeah. this written and directed by? Oh, okay. We didn't go on that bit. So it's directed by Gilbert M. Shilton. And it's written by, I had it, Paul Haggis there. But well, Paul Haggis is the creator. Uh, written by Luciano Kamishi and Elizabeth Kamishi. Or Kamishi. I apologise if I've pronounced that incorrectly. So Mr and Mrs Kamishi have worked on this one. I apologise if it's not pronounced. Uh, very, very fun uh, kind of romp of an episode. Uh, got a lot of due south kind of classic elements. Uh, it, it's an interesting one because uh, we'll get into it as we go along, but I kind of found myself wondering how this kind of matches up to the speed of the time, kind of like how it's seen some being drag and how that's seen comedically versus kind of like not taking the mickey out of people who kind of do uh, men who wear women's clothing mm. and uh, men who don't identify necessarily well, people who don't necessarily identify as one gender and things. It's kind of interesting the kind of debate this one could open up very easily. Oh, but mm. we'll get to that bit as we go along. Michelle, have you got the notes there? I'm always ready with my notes at least. Right, so at the beginning of the episode, <laughs> I went off on a little well, thing then. I got my... Yeah, so the beginning of the episode, when I wrote for them that she's actually a girl, um, I, I thought she was a lot older than um, she was at the beginning. So she's walking through the streets at night. Um, it's all looking a little dodgy, isn't it? And she meets up with this guy in an alleyway. She's got this bag and she takes out this candlestick that, you know, she's clearly going like, to sell to him. And then it all goes a little bit wrong from there. Um, he kind of um, gets a bit rough with her as she pulls a gun on him. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, um, did that the gun? Oh, sorry. So the gun yeah, yeah, no. turned out to be the gun of, from Elliot Ness. Uh, yes, I believe we get that. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, because she's saying to him, you know, there's a lot more where this comes from, and mm. kind of, you know, we're kind of left wondering who is she? Where's all this, you know, stuff that she's managing to get hold of? Um, so we kind of go from this scene, and then we're. It kind of flips to Ray and Benny, so they walk into a bar. Um, yeah, it looks Ray like a good bar. <laughs> oh, and Deep as well. Deep and Baker was there. Yay! Yeah, well, I really liked this scene in, in the bar. Um, so they they're on the search for a, a special whiskey. Um, yes. Yes. This is one yeah, of those so ones which always kind of like sticks in my mind. Like, uh, ah, they call him the Whiskey King of the Windy City. It's like. I find that hard to believe. Like, you know, oh, no. let him have just yeah. one. It's like, because usually, I think there's a bit more punchy. Whiskey King, Windy City, not the Whiskey King than the Windy City. Yeah, I like the way. Yeah, I mean, what's your nick? What's his nickname? He went Murph. <laughs> 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 but I thought it was really interesting because you know he wasn't like, oh, that's a strange nickname. He's like, I find that hard to believe. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. I don't believe you. For Benny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And yeah, and he was like coming up with you know if it was this or if it was that. And I think one of the things he said to me he could have been Windy Man. It's like who's going to have the name Windy Man? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was no one wants that. You don't want to know why it was Windy Man. Mm. In fact, you don't want to know why it was Windy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's got this um special whiskey that um Benny's looking for. And I think it's yeah. at this point that that Ray um. He's the nun. Yep. So, yeah, straight away he recognises her. He goes God, over and starts... For so many jokes, like Ray and Benny walk into the bar, there's a nun, and they're I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Ray's like, talking to this nun that he's recognised. Now, he's like, look at her, and he's like, oh, you look like a nun. I didn't realise that she was a nun at that point. I didn't. No. She wasn't quite... wearing like, the habit. Yeah, mm. if it, she had the full habit on, then I'd have gone, yeah, she's a nun. Yeah. But you're right, how would you know? She didn't have a little banner saying, I'm a nun, did she? Yeah, she had a little, like like beauty content, contestants have, she had just nun written across her. Which That's is also true. what, like... Um, I'm a nun. <laughs> nun. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I, I did love the fact also, that just a classic kind of um, stereotypical male move of, like, uh, you became a nun. This must be because of me. <laughs> I know. Why would you jump to that? Why would you automatically well, you know, jump to that? He's like, well, she had to dedicate her life to God after me. <laughs> you know? I understand there's a lot of women who I dated in the past who are now nuns. Like, you know, they just couldn't compete after that. That's well, maybe me you traumatised them. That also. <laughs> look, there was some therapy involved as well. Look, we're not going to get into it. It's a whole thing. <laughs> Restraining orders, okay. Look, Nicola. Just I don't, don't want to be stereotypical, but that is a real man thing, isn't it? To jump to the include, you know, the conclusion it's got to be involve him in some way. Yeah, I know. Mm. Men, but... men, men. Yeah. That's all right. You'll yeah, yeah. kick in and you'll become a woman. Yeah, yeah. And I look forward to it. So do I. I'm going to spend a lot of time quite... in the showers. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. So Ray yeah. finds out that he's in this bar. If you're an example of women, quiet is not the thing that I will be. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so he finds out that he's looking for a girl. And obviously, you know, Ray wants to help. And he's a quite a girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he's got Yeah, he's being quite consistent, you know, he wants to help her. Um, and this guy kind of gets the wrong end of the stick and thinks he's happening, huh? And then there's yes. a fight kind of ensues like between Ray and this um guy in the bar. But again, and... a classic Ray moment. Like all he had to do was like, oh no, no, we're just we're friends, we're you know, uh, I wasn't hassling yeah. it. But Zeus goes, Yeah, you wanna back off, buddy? Like he but... doesn't do anything to defuse the situation. The thing is, this guy also knew she was a nun. Yeah. Leave the uh, something about leaving the nun alone. And I thought, well, yeah, how do... everybody seems to know she's a nun. Just by looking at her. Tony, I'm not this. It's Shakespeare. Get to a nunnery. Get the to a nunnery. Get, get thee to a nunnery. I think. <gasps> the to a nunnery, yes. But I love it. Get the toe to a nunnery. Yes. Just cut off the toe. I like take it. Take it to a nunnery. <laughs> Send it to the nunnery. <laughs> that, uh, you want to take me to a nunnery? Hey! Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Well, because being a man, you, you turn them all and have them all to yourself. So they all go. Pretty we much. I, I, I watched, God, I, I watched what I'm pretty end. sure was a documentary on Red Tube about this. 
but uh, about Probably, nuns. Yeah. Actually, I say this. <laughs> I went to a um, a, a convent for um, nursery school. So it's a, a local convent just around the corner from where my parents uh, lived. And trust me, if like the, the stereotypical image from kind of porno images of, of nuns is what you're expecting. Oh, not the truth. Like you've got like 90 year old women. Like there was someone who was there who was called Sister Mary Lucy. And she was absolutely lovely. Like, yeah, I'm not going to make any disparaging comments. She was like, but she looked like she was a hundred then. And she lived like another 30. She only died, relatively speaking, about 10 years ago. So fairly recently. And she, they just all look so old. I don't know how they didn't die while I was still at the car. I'm glad they didn't. Don't get me wrong. I love them. They're, they're really lovely, sweet ladies. And, you know, for any problems I might have with organized religion, they were wonderful. But, um, yeah, they just all look so old. <laughs> but that's like with anything. It's the same as what you just mentioned with root, you, root tube. You know, the Red eye, tube. Red tube. Red tube. I root tube's think, another one. Sorry, probably. I always think of Pornhub rather than... Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Pornhub's a bit mainstream. I like mine more artisan than red yeah. tube. So, um, so if we take either, um, you know, the idea of lesbians still, you know. Talk more. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I know I sound like a dick. I'm really, really very pro-LGBT and all this. I'm just... Mm. He's just pro-ladies. And pro the ladies, oh yeah. The ladies. So anyway, we were, we were talking about G South, I think, at some point. Where were we? Well, yeah, we were doing a podcast. We're in the bar, um, yeah. So the um, <laughs> whiskey goes flying through the air and gets smashed. Yeah. And yeah, Paul Benny goes fine. The, the guy's already said, I'm pretty sure it's the last bottle in the uh, in Chicago. Yes. Yeah. Don't let me say that. that uh, yeah. Benny's... And I love the fact that when he gets hauled into uh, Thatcher's office, She's like, I set you one task. Admittedly, it was a very menial task, which was degrading to you, but still, I set you one task. It's like my my usual kind of mantra on this show. Michelle, I gave you one job. One job. <laughs> yeah, that's too many jobs for me. Um, but also, like, one of my favourite, um, I probably shouldn't say it now, but my Deacon Baker scenes, um, he's just sitting at the bar. He's oh, like on a stool. I know, but... Well, all the Baker scenes in this episode. It could be any of them. Yeah, I was just thinking yeah. that. As soon as you said Deacon Baker walked into a bar, I was thinking, was that the only scene? Not many. Yeah. Not many. Right, for, to for Tony and anyone else who's watching for the first time, I don't know if you've caught us before, Tony, but we have this thing by at the end of the show, we pick our best Deacon Baker moment of the week, the most Canadian of the week, and the most American of the week, being... They don't have to be Canadian or American. They just have to be the most like those people of that, that nation. And sometimes they're not. And we can only pick someone <laughs> once. So we can't just pick yeah. Benny and Ray each week. Mm. So, yeah, spoilers. Do you want to give away the... I know, but, yeah, I just... It's just it's, this is the season where he's just sitting there at the bar like he's waiting for his drink, you know. He's like, where's mine, you know. You're serving him. Where's my drink? Bring out the bowl. <laughs> You're... Yeah, with your speech, by the way, a jab here is a nudge for a joke. Um, oh, jab, like that kind of jab. I, yeah, I, I Mess with my speech, I really am feeling a bit lightheaded right now. I don't know if it's just the drink or I, I don't usually feel like this after a couple. So it might just be the jab, if I'm honest. We'll say that. This yeah, could be fun times. So anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, go on, Michelle. 
Yeah, so where are we after that? Um, yeah, so after this, he's like raised, he's still got this on his mind, you know, this nun. He's worried that, you know, he's caused her to go into the nunnery. Um, so he goes to see her the next day um, to offer his help, you know, like off the record. I'm not going to involve the police in this. I just want to help you. You know, he's feeling guilty, isn't he? Um, now I'm trying to read my own writing. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he, he agrees. She's like, okay, if this is off the record, she doesn't want to get this girl in trouble. You know, she's a bit of a troubled teen. She's from a bad home. She's worried that if the police get involved, she might be kicked out of the convent, sent back home. It's not going to be good for her. Um, and then I'm trying to figure out what I've written. I've written about the gun. But where did yeah. the gun come in? <laughs> well, so I had to watch this a couple of days ago. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to figure out because isn't the, the, the gun, she's got it. And then they get hold of it later. Yeah, they find it or something along those lines. I can't remember yeah. exactly. But when they have, I mean, Benton's there examining it and he said, oh, it's uh, Elliot Ness's gun. This is yeah. what you need to uh, get. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, how do you know it's Elliot Ness's gun? How do you figure that out? What is it about? Oh, is there some sort of special trick? It's like, no, Ray. It just says he Ness there. Uh, I mean, okay. I'm it was like, a yes. leap of faith to say it was Elliot Ness, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that. Yeah. The actual. Um, I read somewhere that the it was called the Mafia Booty, all the stuff that was being the Mafia in the Booty, vault. yeah, <laughs> Mafia Booty, and um, I think was something else belonged to something else. I can't something remember. Else, something else. They were saying that there was uh, something else that belonged to. Um, it wasn't that the bottle that he was licking or she was licking. Sorry, in the um, oh that yeah, was, that's a bit later on. Someone else, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, is it next we get? the first scene of Benny in, in oh, yeah. his outfit for this session. Oh. Now, we yeah. were just joking about this because, um, well, Nicola, I've, I've seen it before, Nicola hadn't. So she was like, um, is that a man? I go, no, of course, that's a gorgeous one, like just messing about. And the thing is, though, looking at Paul Gross's legs in that amazing. outfit, it does remind me quite a lot of the uh, I Want to Break Free video from Queen, where legendarily mm -hmm. Roger Taylor's legs look hot as hell i don't care mm. who you are i don't i'm not even gonna front or anything his legs look sexy as hell they look like sexy female legs in that video there's no getting around it there are so many men who kind of had to question their sexuality after watching that video for the first time and i give you here paul gross's legs look damn fine in a pair of tights in this oh, he looked amazing he looked brilliant he, you could just tell that he was just very tall i mean and there are very tall women out there but I mean, his walk still yeah. was giving part of Oh, it's what? hilarious. There was a scene yeah. later on, especially. And, oh, the yeah. only thing I would say is, look, if I didn't know what Paul Gross looked like, I wouldn't necessarily know that it, 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 that was a man in drag. However, if you know him, there was no way anyone didn't know exactly, like, wouldn't recognise yeah. him. That was the only thing which I felt was a bit of a leap of faith there. Yeah. Sarah Kirk... Um, Paul Gross yeah. makes a very yes, uh, very cute. It's very cute. <laughs> it does, yeah. I'd say though it's got a very recognizable face though. And great figure as well. Amazing yeah. figure. The only thing I thought was missing from this episode is have you ever watched Frasier, Michelle? Yeah. Huge fan. Me and Nicola have been watching them recently. And uh I just thought you could have done a great moment. The only thing you could have added to this episode is to have um 
Benny's dad popping up in this episode and doing the <laughs> thing. With, there's there's a move which Martin Crane, which is Fraser's dad, and Fraser does, and he just goes. He comes in and they're doing something which looks a bit effeminate to his liking because he's a very kind of sports manly man, <laughs> and he just goes, "Oh, geez, I would just love to have seen like." Uh, yeah. Fraser Senior coming in, just looking at them. They go, "Oh, jeez," and just going back and like fading. Yeah, or just like walking in, looking, and then just turning around and walking out again. Like, no, no, yeah, just, not even saying anything. Like, oh, jeez, and just doesn't appear in the rest <laughs> of the episode. Actually, there's a bit on Fraser. I know not everyone's watched Fraser, but it makes me laugh as well with Martin Gray. Is he sat there talking to his pal Duke? And he's having this manly chat. It's like, then, oh, so your son's just then, uh, made the um, athletic no, squad. They've got tickets yeah, for you to the baseball that. game. And, and this then and the Niles other. walks in, the other son to Fraser Cray, and he starts talking about how he's going to have his crepe pans um, seasoned. Reseasoned. And then <laughs> Fraser says something very Oh my similar. God, is that time of year already? And then, and then, <laughs> 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 shush. Yeah, oh, no, sorry, Jake, I've got to go, I've got to go. Do you have to do that when I'm on the phone to him? <laughs> Sorry, so that was a bit of a diversion of uh, what we're talking about, but yeah, Fraser's brilliant. I would definitely have loved, yeah, just just a quick appearance by uh, Bob Fraser, just uh, yeah, just completely, just uh, very down on the whole affair. That would have been great. That would have been a nice touch, I think. That would have been good. Yeah, but we get a little Walsh scene. We haven't had a lot of him lately. Um, it's only a very short one, but it's just a little comedic thing because obviously he doesn't recognise him. Here he is. He's stood in, you know, ladies' clothes. Wear a wig and everything, and I can say, I mean, you can still see it's him, but they have this yeah. joke where he's completely attractive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it sort of reminds me of sit in sitcoms where they have someone coming in as their own mum or sister or dad, and like they just put them in drag. Yeah, very obviously still them, but they have them next to them as their own mum. Well, like Murder She Wrote. I always oh, like Murder She Wrote, which looks exactly the same, but she's got an accent. <laughs> it was her cousin who was from England. It was a classic episode, and it's just like, a, and is she isn't she half English and half American? I don't know. Maybe. I think she is, but the accent she does is so wackadoo, like you know, really over the top English. It's, but it, it's the same as the old Superman versus Clark Kent. You know, put a pair of glasses on him. Who is he? What? Yeah. Why, why are you talking about Clark Kent and Superman? I'm not. Why? They're two different people. Don't worry about it. Which mean obviously they're two different people. Why are we? I just wanted to... Wait a minute! <laughs> They're friends! I know. Oh. See? Hello! Someone's hello coming in. Oh, say hello, Mario! Say hello! You're on camera! Hi, <laughs> super cute! So what did you think of this episode, Mario? Oh, where are you going? Are you pushing my arm up? <laughs> <laughs> too many Diefenbaker moments. <laughs> Being shy. <laughs> One's one too many. You know what that got me as well? If we're moving on to the next bit, you know the bit where we sh um, Miss Frasier is walking down the um, hallway with um, mm. the nun. I can't remember her name. Yeah, and he gives but, the worst, most manly walk. It's obviously definitely yeah. Or you've got a tag still on your wig. And what got me, right, was where he kind of pulled it. And I thought, that wig did not move. That was my thought in my head. Sorry. Well, that's some mm. damn fine uh, wig clips. Yeah. That wig yeah. Not me. If I'd have done that, I'd have had a wonky wig. Uh, you would have had a wonky wig, would you? I would have had a wig on the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Angela Lansby was born oh, in the UK. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think she spent most of her time uh, meow kitty. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, so uh, I think she spent most of her time in America, but she's come over to the UK periodically. But I love it when they even get kind of uh, English actors to do really bad American accents, or English accents, sorry. So in the early days of Frasier, which we were mentioning before, Jane Leaves, Jane Leaves yeah. does a really over-the-top Manchester accent, and she is English, and she puts on a bad English accent. Yeah. It's hilarious. And the bit that gets me is because, um, like, we call sausages sausages. But for an example, what they kept doing was um, they would go, she would go, bangers, I'm cooking bangers. And they'd be like, we oh, call yeah. them sausages. And we'd be here going, yeah, we call them sausages Yeah, she goes, oh, I've got my brother sheet for umbrella. Like, never umbrella? been used over here in so many. <laughs> there was another one as well where she goes like, um, oh, I'm just going to knock him up. It's like, well, that means something very different over here. What's it mean it's over here? We've here. got that brains over here. <laughs> that makes me laugh. <laughs> when they've written it, they've obviously gone, yeah, to make it very English, they've come up with all these things that we allegedly say we don't. Julie, he really is. Paul Gross is a beautiful, is beautiful as a woman. We totally agree yeah. with that. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. so, next, he goes into the classroom and he's got the, what I like to think of the hello moment, is, is Mario's bum about to appear on the camera? <laughs> no, no, he sat down. <laughs> I mean, it might in a minute. Because <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so he goes in the classroom and they're sculpting he like clay heads and she's yeah. doing her own face. And he starts sculpting. It just reminded me of the hello video where you've got a blind girl <laughs> yeah. who's sculpting. Yeah, the blind girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I love me turned around and it was uh, Lionel Richie. <laughs> and it changed from her to Lionel <laughs> And then Paul goes like, hello, is it me? That would have made the episode if he started singing that. Yeah. And you've got the most stereotypical mean girls in the class. I just love that they're Absolutely. so... Jew South is so good at playing on stereotypes. It kind of like uh, Paul, Paul Haggis, when we uh, interviewed him, he made mention of this, that, you know, it's about like playing into that stereotype then subverting it and then playing into it even more. Oh, yeah. It just does that beautifully. So these girls are very stereotypical mean girls, but then you've got this young girl who does kind of ring true to that experience of when you're at school and you get bullied yeah. and it just, it's just, it's really well done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you got any notes yeah. on this? Um, no, one thing I will say about, one thing I really liked about this scene, he's got his back to the class and obviously like the mean girl, she's like straight away, straight away, we've got a new teacher, I'm going to wind him up. She's got like the little um little shooter thing where she's got like a little bit of wet paper yes. or something that she fires at him. And we're like turning around, he's just like mm, cat. <laughs> yeah. We've been reaching really we've been recently watching the uh, Karate Kid movies back. Mm. And there's that bit with uh, Mr. Murugi and Danielson where they're catching flies with chopsticks. And again, it just brought that to mind in that moment. Uh, absolutely brilliant, classic. Great film to that. <laughs> Well, if you know anything about trajectory and angles and all this, then it was very Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, if you like. And when he comes over and he starts kind of playing with a clay face, he's like, oh, she looks, it's beautiful likeness of you, but looks a little sad. If you just do this and the other, it's like. Um, he just goes like this, like changes it from a sad and goes. Whoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to There's another one of these classic lines which always stuck with me is, um, oh, uh, it takes. Uh, Form less muscles to smile than frown. Save your energy, you'll leave it, leave it for the childbearing years. <laughs> it is true. It is true. What? Great what, advice, that... isn't it, Mish? We know. Yeah. You don't. I haven't got the energy to frown anymore. I, I haven't been able to frown for years. 
I thought you just smiled so much because you were blonde and it made up for it. Yeah, whatever, Trev. <clears throat> he, he thinks he's funny. I haven't frowned since my teens. <laughs> Obviously, it won't, won't be funny when we turn this off. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> um, what did I put after that? Ooh. Oh, yes, and um, so he teaches this class, actually gets on quite well with them. And then he's walking through the convent and he bumps into Ray. Ray's kind of come to... Well, I could say see how things are going. It's partly to see if the nun has spoken about him. <laughs> He's like questioning him about this nun. You know, she's mentioned me. She said anything about me. And <laughs> I think this is where uh, <laughs> he, you know, um, kind of finds out that you know he, he's worried that he's ruined her life. You know, so Ray comes in to check on the nuns. I see. Check on the nuns. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, and that's yeah, and he finds out that you know they they kind of dated. By the way, quick nun joke. Sorry, it's, it's just great fun. Okay. If you've got any kids in the room, just cover those quickly. You've got a, a nun who's kind of retired to her chambers and uh, she's just about to slip into the bath. And she, she takes her hand off and everything, about to get in the bath, start naked. Suddenly there's a knock on the door and she goes, Oh, uh, I'm naked in here. Please do not come in. Uh, I am but a blind man. She goes, Oh, okay, come on in. So the guy comes into the house and goes, um, nice tits, love. Where do you want the blinds? <laughs> no, Barry Cryer joke. I love that one. There you go. Terrible. Terrible joke. I don't like it. <laughs> um, so after this, um, Fraser's trying to, he decides he's going to try and get some information out of this um, girl that he's, you know, kind of done the smile on the sculptor. Yeah. Right. Yes. Oh, I can say what a smile was. Once you have children, we have to do that, don't we, Mish? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forget a frown. I can't even <laughs> smile. I run out. Oh, my. my muscles are all naked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he goes to her room, kind of question her, see what he can get out of her. Um, and, you know, he starts like going through the girl's stuff because I think they share a room together. And he goes, he almost goes straight into like classic Benny mode at yeah. times, doesn't he? And he gets the shoes. It's worth saying before we go into the shoes. You said about kind of like there, are, there is a slight bit where that's still a little bit uncomfortable. I, we we all know, we all know Paul Gross and uh, uh, the character of Fraser is kind of the uh, white, genuine, white knight, very genuine. Yeah, yeah wouldn't have a creep on his body. There is something about a guy dressed in drag to go undercover in a convent with a load of underage girls going into her room under the guise of being someone he's not. That just felt a little bit uncomfortable somehow. And, and again, in context, we know he's a kind of white and white character, also, but I don't think you make that episode now. Like even that. if you truly mm. believed that the Benton Fraser was a female teacher, the fact that this female teacher seems to have suddenly take a, taken a particular interest in this one student made that feel a bit creepy as well. I don't know. I know I'm sure it doesn't, but we kind of can't get away from thinking like that in this world, really. And you well, don't yeah. want to. You really don't, because there shouldn't be any thought like that. But and I know for this there wasn't anything like that. But uh, yeah, we're we're not saying, yeah. we're not kind of casting dispersions on the episode. No, on the episodes, not. it's just the kind of thing of like given current uh, sentiment and current feeling and current genuine fears yeah. based on real events. You probably don't make this episode like this now. I just, I just don't think it would just. It goes in your head and goes out because you know 
how how good meaning and pure this episode is. Yeah. But but it does as a natural thought process. It does go through your head. Yeah. I think and, at the uh, time it was made. Because at the time it was made, I doubt you'd watch it and think that. It no. kind of shows how well how things no. have come on since then that you do mm, question yeah. things now. It's a classic example which I always bring up is that episode uh, Chicago Holiday where you've got the taxi driver who's asking a 15-year-old girl to go skinny-tipping with him. He's meant to be a slightly sleazy character, but that just doesn't sit well watching that now. And and rightly so. I think it's right we, we don't have a character doing that now. However, just at that time, I don't think it was... Oh, it's, it's hard to escape that one. That's a pretty bad one. I think but, that was also the one where know. the guy was hiding in the closet. Do you remember? Yeah. And the girl was undressing. Mm. Yeah. We didn't see the girl. The same episode. Yeah. yeah, we know. So, yeah. yeah, it'll just. But anyway, we know it's meant to be as it is. Yeah. yeah, it's just interesting how kind of these things yeah. change. Um, but yeah, you were saying about him licking the shoes, which is a. Yeah, he's, he's sniffing them. He's like. It's the fact they have the build up of the grossness, like sniffing them. That's a bit gross. Like, oh, that's that's really gross. And then he just licks the shoe. <laughs> fungus, or is it? Oh, I'm a fungus. Fungus, yeah. Fungus, yeah. He's actually been into an oh. antique store, and he's lit that thing, and the bloke's gone. Are you going to buy that? He's like, nah. That's the next scene. Oh no, I thought it wasn't. Sorry. No, that's after that. No, it's fine. I'm sorry, I thought that was before, but yeah. So. A lot of licking and smelling seems to go that is in this episode, well. isn't I love the fact that uh, Ray suddenly, uh, Benny's throwing himself into the character and saying, it's like, you're going to hold the door open for me? And Ray's kind of like uh, complaining about it, but it's doing it all the way along, just keeps on opening doing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, what? You need me to open the door for you? Yeah, it's oh, like, man, man is Ray. Man is Ray. Come on. <laughs> It's so ingrained in him, that's how you treat a woman, that even when he's playing a woman, he sticks to those yeah. kind of like, Yeah, he's like, this is what I would now I expect that from you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tony's put a yeah. uh, movie, Some Like Arts, Two Men in uh, a Woman's Band. Yes, yeah, mm -hmm. did great film. Obviously, uh, the title of this, Some Like a Red, a tribute to that. Um, oh, I love, what always sticks with me is the last scene in that film. Have you ever seen Some Like Art? Yeah, Jack Lemon. Yeah, a long time ago, but yeah, I have. It's just the last scene. It's like um, there's a guy, they're in this boat. I can't remember what the setup is, but it's uh, Jack Lemon in drag and this boat driver. She, he goes, maybe you'd like to go for a drink with me sometime. And she go, he goes, um, I really don't think I'd be your type. It's like, oh, no, no, I've got no particular type. No, look, I, 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 I don't like your type then. No, nah, that doesn't bother me. I'm sure I'll grow on you. <sighs> Take to the wig. I'm a man. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the tongue of those two is just wonderful in that. What, it's just so want? sweet. Yeah, a drink as well. You... <laughs> Sorry, we're just having a drink break here. Just a refuel as we go. Um, yeah, I, I just... So what, what's the next uh, note you've got, Michelle? So after this one, um, it's when, you know, he's left the convent and he's raised driving him. And he's getting changed in the back of the car. I love oh, yeah. this scene. It was, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what he said about what well, they call them pantyhose. We call them tights here. And <laughs> you get, we call them what here? Tights. I think you broke up a little bit on the wedding in San Oh, It's fine. Oh, did it? <laughs> I no, it came over very clear on the air, but just <laughs> I hope that was clear. Like. 
I will not say that on the air. It's a word even I won't say on air. That that tells me. <laughs> I'm wondering what that sounded like now. <laughs> yeah, so he's getting changed in the back of the car. Not the cake for me. I'm not putting coke in yours. Well, See, this is all about him again. I'm pouring my coke and he thinks it's for him. Other all brands of Kona are available. All about you. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for balance, you have to show the Pepsi bar. Oh, I've really got into something zero. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I prefer something else, Max. I'm just <laughs> I've really got into something zero. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's like, I don't fuck that when you're not having it. No. Not for you, it's me. No. Oh, you have, she has accidentally poured coke into mine before, and then I can't yeah. drink it. Accidentally. <laughs> then she gets two drinks. Yeah, two for me, one for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so what's what's the next Yeah, I'm trying to remember what he said about the pantyhose now, that like, about the person that invented pantyhoses to stick and, and then, <laughs> I Yeah, I can't remember what you said, I didn't write it down. <laughs> Sorry? I think he said they're very uncomfortable. Did he say they're like sadistic or something? Yeah, I think he said sadistic like Pinching in places and, and something like that, and, yeah. and I think that Ray was like, "Yeah, but most people that wear these don't have those places." <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was a good one. Um, that's all you're into. Okay. to make an emergency oh. question. Mm -hmm. Emergency question. Yeah, that... I might have to ask Stu before it's. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, so he's getting changed like back into his uniform in the back of his car and Deepen Baker's sitting next to him like nothing's going on. <laughs> yeah. He's just sitting there quite happily, nothing is going on here. Um so he gets changed into his uniform, he forgets that he's got makeup and earrings and everything on. And Ray's kind of like looking in, in the mirror and goes, Yeah, you know, you've something here. <laughs> um but this is when he goes in to go and see Thatcher. This is when we get the Thatcher scene and we find, you know, she says, you know, I've given you one job to do even though it's a menial task, you know, I'll give you one job to climb this whiskey. But then we have this moment where it's like she's leaving the room and, and they end up like like this close to each other and she's like going out of the room and she's like, you're wearing perfume. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he, he said, oh, it's um, apricot jasmine or something silly like that. Something oh, yeah. like that. <laughs> well, something like something in mango, wasn't it? Oh, passion fruit and mango. Mango, yes. Yes. Yeah, something like that. Because he's like, okay. Why not? Why wouldn't he be? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh, and just before he leaves the car as well, it's like, uh, yeah, you've got, got a little bit of makeup there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we get the scene when um, the, the girl that's gone missing, Celine, and the guy that he's, um, oh, yeah, that's what I didn't mention. When he was in the back of the car, actually, he was reading her diary, wasn't he? <coughs> he was just um, kind of almost Mills and Boone style. <laughs> Diary yeah, entry. Well, they, they had this uh, previous wonderful moment with the other girl where she's like, um, Oh no, I don't think you should take yeah. the uh, diary. And mm. she just puts it, he pretended to be she, puts it down and goes, Well, you know, she goes, Well, you're not just going to take it. It's like, Well, I can respect your view just because I don't agree with yeah. it. However, we want her to be safe and her safety is you know, most paramount. Goes to walk out and she gives it to him. That was just a nice little sweet scene. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone here do that and respect the view and not read it. You're the only one who would definitely 100% read the diary. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. 
So, what boys does Neve like? <laughs> He's like, <"Hear> me. <laughs> I've read the diary, but I'll tell you off air. <laughs> Do you know what I think? Uh, I've played. I used to play, my daughter used to love, um, and we do play games now, like games nights and stuff. She's 23 now. When she was little, she used to love playing cards because my dad, her granddad used to play a lot of cards and jars with her. And we used to play, I think it was Jim Rummy she loved. And I used to, you know what kids are like? They're always like this going, almost like that, showing you the cards. And I used to say to her, I used to say, if you show me your cards, I will look at them. And it's kind of been my philosophy. Now, You've always said, I, though, your dad said the same, though. I think that's... No, no, no. No, my dad was quite good at things like that, but oh, uh, you said oh no, he wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, we never beat my dad anyway. That was just <laughs> you didn't beat my dad. And when I questioned him beating his dad, would come to me and say, "I never beat granddad." And I went to him once and said, "Could you let him win once?" And he went, "You never learn like that." <laughs> so, Which I feel like was always the spirit when she was going. It's like, "I'll look at your cards if, you, so if I see them." <laughs> it made me laugh the other day because we had a games night. And we were playing, and I think um, Stu lifted his cards very slightly, and Dan went, if you lift your cards, and if my mum sees them, she will look. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so there's my philosophy. If you play with me, do not show me what hand you've got. The amount of times we'll say stuff in front of Nickel, like, um, you know, better hide them or, or Nickel will have those. And she goes, hey! Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... When when I hid Easter eggs at the top. Oh shit! Yeah, we don't talk about. The oh Easter no, eggs. we do talk about this. One year, <laughs> there's some Easter eggs I bought for Stuart and Amy, uh, which are uh, and Dan. And was there one for Dan as well? There might have been. Anyway, let's say I bought eggs for all three of the kids. Put them up on top of this unit, and uh, one day Nico goes like, uh, "Oh, look, can I borrow one of the eggs and and just just buy buy another one, buy replace it?" And I go, "Well, no, a." I brought those for the kids and B, Easter's over. You'll never find them this day. Oh no, I can find them. I've seen them online. No, it's fine. I go, well, to be honest with you, I brought them for the kids. I'd rather just give them to the kids. So I'd rather you didn't. She goes, oh. I'd eaten them. There was empty <laughs> box out there. Which she hadn't told me she'd eaten them. I must admit, I've got a bit of a sense of humor about it now. I did not at the time. I'm like, why did you, why did you ask when you knew you'd already taken them? <laughs> It was like a naughty school kid, it really was. <laughs> I'm not good. So basically they hide presents really well. <laughs> Christmas gifts really well. I am a nightmare. Oh Nicola. I do. I'm sorry. I got I got an issue. <laughs> I will say yeah, you sound like we might have to get moving on this because I am starting to feel a bit Okay. Uh, for anyone just tuning in, I had my COVID jab um just a couple hours ago and I'm starting to feel a little bit wee. Nothing too bad. Nothing just... with the amount of drinks we've had. Honestly, I I know what I'm like after this many drinks. It's not usually quite this punchy, and my arm isn't usually tingly like this. Yeah. Okay, crack on. Right, so they figure out from this diary that she's probably run off with a guy. They didn't know who. Which is clearly mm -hmm. she's fallen to someone that they've run off together. But then we get the um the scene where we see her in an antique store with him. So he's the guy. I think he was the um caretaker at the convent. Todd. And they're trying to, you know, sell stuff to these um, this antique dealer. So this is more mob stuff. Um, the flask that I think you've mentioned that he licks later on. Um, yes. So they and they do, but this um, they sell it to him. The antique dealer's like, you know, he's like, mm, okay. He, must, oh. he knows about this stuff and that he's heard about the the vault that this stuff has come from. I love the bargaining as well. It's like um, hundred. Okay, we'll walk two hundred. That's the most you'll get it anywhere. Basically saying. 
this is obviously stolen goods. Yes. If you try and sell it anywhere, the most people go up to is 200 because they know you, they've got you under yeah. barrel and they'll have to fake where it came from. Yeah. Nice little bit of business there. It felt like obvious what they were saying without saying it. Yeah. Yeah, so they sell it to him and then they leave the store and they're kind of celebrating down the street. But then they see him in a in a van with other people. Because obviously, I think they kind of thought, okay, we, we've got a rough idea that they're getting this from the secret fault that we've all heard about. Um, let's see if we can follow them. Anyway, they end up running away from them, and Todd goes running across the road, gets hit by a car, and I think he died. They never actually officially said, did they? I know. Yeah, I just thought that. I thought, yeah, no, you're right. I don't yeah, think it, they. It's heavily implied that he's. Well, well I mean, later on. Yeah, it's implied. It's never said, is it? But when they tested, when he tested his pulse, and did he shout out call nine one one or something? Yeah. And I remember yeah, thinking. Did. Because I thought, oh, he's died. And then when they said that, I thought, oh, he's perhaps he's okay. And I thought maybe That's later in the scene where he's in hospital. But I, I thought that later yeah. scene was confirmed that he's dead by the fact that they're going, oh, I'm Yeah, I think he was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anyway, so he's hit by the car and Ray's um, quite close by, doesn't he? He comes running to the scene, kind of not realising who it is and that the girl is so close by. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, so he goes off to um, the hospital. Um, and then we get the scene where Fraser and and Ray go into the antique store and they see the flask. And that this is when we get the way he's, he's licking the flask because he's trying to get the same page that he got off the scene. The, the fun face. It's Ray's wonderful coming of like, um, no, I don't think I will take this. Like, yeah. I can't take her anywhere. Take, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. That was a good scene. Um, yeah, and then this is when they leave the antique store. This is when we we had the scene of um, um, Benny expecting Ray to open the doors to the car for him. Yes, <laughs> he's just sort of like waiting. Isn't he? Yeah, this is brilliant, brilliant scene. Yeah, uh, but then um, Celine goes and she sneaks back into the convent to go and speak to her mm. friend. She's trying to convince her friend to run away with her. You know, she's just lost her boyfriend, so now she's trying to convince. You know, her friends run away with her. Um, which I don't, you know, she's really not very keen on, on going. Um, but she's going to yeah, go I to like dance. The, the, the scene where she finally sticks up to her friends, so she's obviously just... Mm. No, that's not that point. Oh, no, is that later on? Yes. Sorry. I know you're yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, she's like, meet me at 8 o'clock, you know, uh, and, you know, we'll have all the riches in the world, she's going to save her, isn't she? We're going to have money and all this, because she knows all this other treasure is. Um, so she agrees, she agrees to kind of meet her, but she's going to go to the dance beforehand, which yes. is just the can best I, scene in the episode. Can I just ask a question? Have we gone past the bit where the two sort of, as we could call them, mean girls, I suppose, goes up to Fraser and says, I know your secret? No, Have that is a bit earlier, oh. but yeah. I, no, yeah, no, so yeah. I think that's just coming up. And, I know yeah. your secret. I don't know if I wrote that down. I will do it now anyway. Like, yeah, we know your secret. Yeah. So. Oh, do you really? Yeah, uh, standing like that, uh, opening the door for kind of women, all this kind of things. Like you're Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, can we keep that a secret? Can we keep that between us? Yeah, can we keep it between us?" <laughs> so it plays into it. It's just lovely. lovely like it's something to be ashamed of. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just it's just those little characterful moments. They're not necessarily to the plot at all, but they just build up the fun. Yeah. But before we get to the, the um, scene at the dance, there's a bit where Ray goes to his uncle. Like his uncle's, you know, very elderly, living in a care. Like he could be his, his uncle as well. 
Oh, yes. Could have been. Yes. I don't know, yeah. Yeah, that was very good. That was great. So obviously he's got a, like some dementia, I think, going on. But he goes to question him. Obviously he must have known a little bit about the mob it, back in his day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he seems right. to be still in the mindset of, oh, can't say too much. Mafia will be on my tail, you know. That's yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he's, he's asking him, because obviously they know this is like mob stuff, but I'm just going So he goes to questions about the gun and everything, and he's like, who had the gun? What happened to it, you know? Um, so he gets the information out of him that he wants, you know, that there was this secret vault that was um, created and all this treasure from, like, from the mob was like hidden in there. And he, you know, he figures out that it's actually like in the basement of this convent, you know, this um, girl was living. <laughs> so yeah, it's so funny, isn't it? And he's like, oh, you know, I've kind of, said too much, you're going to get me killed. And... <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. Um, but yeah, the dance. I, I just love the fact oh, that the uh, guy's dancing with uh, uh, with Benny and Ray cuts in. <laughs> the thing is, he, he sort of, did he, was there a comment about Frasier being big or something? Oh, yeah. I, said, I like bigger women. It's like, hey. You just don't say that to women. You no. just don't. B, I learned that the hard way. He's and not B, a bigger woman. Yeah, he's, he's actually tall. a tall woman, yes. Uh, the other thing it just reminded me of is it's when um, Ray cuts in to save him. It reminds me of once I was in a um, I was in a gay club. And back in, in the day in Southampton, before clubs were allowed to open later, there was only one club which had a special late license, and it was The Edge, which is this gay club in Southampton. And so, you know, after we've gone to the other bars, we just go down there for a couple more drinks. And, you know, just everyone, as long as you were chill, no one had a problem. And we went in there. It was me and my mate Steve, which uh, you'll know uh, Michelle and uh, uh, Nicola does. Mm -hmm. And uh, we went in there and we go up to the bar and he's going off to order some drinks. And these gay guys start swarming around my mate Steve, like uh, and just they're all <laughs> interested in him. And one of the guys goes up to me and goes, um, Oh, yeah, mate, uh, could, could you introduce us? They go, oh, no, no, sorry. Look, I'm sorry. I hope this doesn't offend us being here, but, but we're actually straight. Um, oh, yeah, no, just just introduce me. Yeah, he's, he's straight. I go, no, he's, he's got a wife and kids. Like, God, look, introduce me. I'll buy you both a drink. I go, so this is my friend Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I got so drunk that night. I sold him out to any man going. And then at some point, Steve just grabs me after his kids swarmed by his guy. Pulls me and does for going, right, you're coming for a dance with me. <laughs> I can imagine you like trying to get free drinks just parading him round, like, this is my friend Steve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can I introduce you for a drink? <laughs> you want to know his name? It'll cost you. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Right. My best bit of the dance is where uh, Ray cuts in. That's what you said. No, but the Ray cuts in, but the dance they do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, almost very Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, style. very Pulp yeah. Fiction. Great dance. Everyone else around them is having a normal dance, and they're doing... <laughs> oh, they couldn't have stood out anymore, could they? It was, it was no, so funny. That was good. That was brilliant. It was brilliant, yeah. Really great comedic um, scene there. Um, yeah, and... So after this, the girl kind of realises the time, it gets to eight o'clock, and she's like, okay, I've, I've got to go and meet Celine. Uh -huh. We've got to run away together now. So she goes um, down to, like, to close to where this vault is, but the, um, the ants, um, not antique stealers, I think they're a bit dodgy as that, aren't they? But um, so they've already followed Celine down there, and they've 
practically kidnapped her by this point, haven't they? Then trying to get the information out of her, you know, where is this actually bottle of all this treasure in? Um, and then obviously her friends um kind of goes down there and they kind of take her along as well and they're kind of threatening her with this kind of like weird theme thing, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Kind of threatening to injure her if she doesn't kind of tell us where the bolt is or injure her friends. Um, but then a few other people follow as well, because even the mean girls are like, where is she going? And they end up following her down there as well. <laughs> There's like a whole lot of people down there. <laughs> yeah. But it's, but it's a brilliant bit, even like when Fraser goes down there, he kind of follows down as well. And because yeah. they're all thinking, you know, she's just lady. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's fighting. <laughs> she's properly fighting. Alibaba isn't she? Vault. Yeah. That's a real Alibaba vault, isn't it? Opened it up. Yeah. Like, oh. Ooh, really blingy. Yeah. And it's really the whole cool. idea that just to tie a button on the whole episode, you've got the fact that they, they've got the whiskey down there. And just in the midst of the fight, Rachel's yeah. ready. But one of the mean girls throws the whiskey for them to. Yeah. And he kind of yeah. goes, yeah, to grab He's it. He's like, no! <laughs> so yeah, perfect, the witch sounds so much ties everything together at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. He just ca- catches this uh, spell. And obviously a moral sort of at the end where the girl runs off and goes, right, I'm going, come with me. And she's like, no, I'm standing up for Miss Frasier. So yeah. real sort of moral at the end, you know. Yeah. And also when he goes to the ground, <laughs> like the wig comes off, it's like, oh, the wig comes Frasier, off. you're a cross-dresser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have that, like, you well, know. this is the thing. I, I wanted to say this because I find this hilarious. I find it hilarious that uh, Fraser dressed as as a woman in this episode. I do find it hilariously funny. But equally, any friends like I've got friends who are kind of like um, anyone on the yeah. LGBT spectrum, anywhere on the gender spectrum, who like I know male friends who are gay who dress mm. in a lot of makeup and uh, you know traditionally female outfits. I don't laugh at them. I don't take this piss. I think they look fantastic. Uh, I've got no kind of thing there. I've, I'm not uncomfortable. You know, that's all good. But at the same time, a guy who doesn't usually dress like that, dressing up like that for a case, the humour you can get out of that, I still find that funny. I think that's okay because I can differentiate the difference. It, it's yeah. only for me when you're laughing at someone who is doing in earnest and that's their look, that's their chosen way of dressing then you're kind of being uh, unfair. But if someone, it's like someone who, when you get someone who isn't comfortable dressing as a woman, dressing as a woman, that you can get loads of humour out of that. So I think it's, for me, it's okay. And yeah. if, I'm, if I'm educated differently, if there's anything anyone wants to tell me where I'm kind of wrong here, for me, I think it's okay because it's not taking the mickey out of someone who would choose to be dressing like that. Yeah. It's the fact that he wouldn't usually choose to be dressing like that is where the humour comes. But that's like with a, you know, and I'm not, don't take, you know, <coughs> I know a lot of people have had to fight to get heard and stuff like that, and I don't want to take away from it. But it's, you know, it, it's a small part of it is, I don't want to say it's anything like it, but when you do the blonde jokes about me, now, I take them all in humour, you know, yeah. and, and they say dumb blonde and, you know, but I take it all in humour. It's not genuine people never, you know, it's not meant, and that's the same, it's not meant in that way. Like you said, we can't take humour out of love. But as long as you can appreciate and respect people. Yeah, and the difference is, it's like there's a difference between me making that joke with my fiance, or me, I have made uh, racially insensitive jokes and other jokes to friends of mine where it's understood as joke. Like they often make the joke first because I don't assume that. 
And it's a joke between me and a friend. It's not me a joke between me and a race yeah. or a gender or anything else. It's between me and a friend, and that's an establishment thing, established thing between me and my friend. I would never make these jokes generally against someone I don't know or someone who would be made uncomfortable. Well, because you by don't it. feel like yeah. that. And again, the joke yeah. always has to come first from the person who chooses yeah. that that's something they're comfortable joking with. Do you know what I mean? It's like that has to be the thing. And even then, I probably would be different about that than I was five, ten years ago. But there is a difference between making a joke with an individual friend based on who they are, and they can make any joke about me because that's our friendship, than making a joke generally about a group or against someone who you don't know. It's, it's, that's the difference. If it's against someone as opposed to with someone, that's when it's yeah. not cool. I mean, I was, you know, I'll just be quick on this because it is diverting. I was thinking about this the other day because I was thinking about, I can't remember, it was, it was something about disability and that sort of side of thing. And uh, my sister, when I grew up, she's no longer with us now, but she had spina bifida and she had a twisted spine. So one leg was shorter than the other. So she had one of the special shoes that was higher up. And I was thinking to myself, because I thought to myself, I never remember ever thinking at any point in my life, my sister's got a disability. Because, and I think this was mainly because we, my parents and her, never brought, you know, you know, there was incidents, I remember the other day, where she shut my finger in a door and I pushed her over, which is typical sibling things that they do. At no point did I go, oh my God, my sister's got a disability, I must not do that. Because we were always brought up and I think later in life she used to make jokes about her leg being one, you know what I mean? So yeah. she was very, never a day went when she moaned about anything or she felt less deprived, you know, she never, and, and like you say, and that's why I never looked at her in that way, so. Yeah, I, I think I you've got to yeah. be able to, if someone, again, joke has to come from them, they have to be on it, and if someone wants mm. to make a joke about anything that they are, and then they're happy for a friend to join in with the joke that they're making, I think that's okay. That is mm. all right. If you're doing it against someone, that's when it's not good. That, again, that's just my line. I am prepared to always be educated and to learn more as I go, but that's just where I draw the line. And I think this is very inclusively joking at kind of someone, again, someone who doesn't usually dress as a woman, dressing as a woman. Mm. That's where the joke is not about taking Mickey out of people who dress in drag and, mm. and or... Yeah. whatever kind of wherever they are with that just to be clear we did both get told off for that it wasn't just my mum never went oh my gosh leave your sister alone <laughs> my mum's like why did you do that i went, like, she did it she shut my finger <laughs> and of course we both, we both absolutely got wrapped for that yeah <laughs> anyway um are we about at the end of the episode then we just got that button yeah. with ray and benny where they're kind of like having their little or as a married couple kind of like a, a joke Yes, so, yeah. so you welcome back. You lost this for a minute, oh, apparently. So. We missed you. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, going after this, it kind of goes to like the aftermath, and this is where Ray kind of confronts the nun <laughs> and kind of, you know, he's kind of like, I, yeah, I need to apologise to you. Because <laughs> obviously, that, that night when we were teenagers, <laughs> it's okay. the rest of your life when you've had to become a nun because of it, you know, he's just like, what? You know, and it's also he's looking like it's a bad thing that she's become a nun as well. It's like, you know, this is obviously what she's very passionate about what she's dedicated her life to. I don't know why, it, it, you know, he's assuming that it's a bad thing. 
I loved it when he turned on the head. He goes, he goes like, no, look, I, I stitched you up. Like, uh, if anything, I'm sorry to you. It's like, yes, because of her insensitivity, she made him a cop. That's how repressed he became. Made him a what? Him a cop. <laughs> I said cop. Well, this is the thing. It's like, you was there, I mean, I visualised like a bit of on that was a little bit of disappointment when she said, no, it was nothing to do with you. As if it's, it's like, oh, but it's not oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> But there um, you go. Yeah. I hey, think that's, that's all I've got uh, from it, really. Yeah. So, we now go on to our orders of business. Um, so, can you give me the information I speak, I seek? Can you tell me what the best moments of the week are? <laughs> Was it best moments of the week? What did I say? You said best moments. Yeah. I didn't think we ever did best yeah. moments. Yeah, and then Did it we? boils down to yeah. you know, that's what the jingle is, oh. and that encompasses three things. So, first of all, best Stephen Baker moment. Now, have a moment to think <laughs> of all the Stephen Baker moments. Which one is it? So, it's the one in the car. I know. Oh, no, one the bar, sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a totally different one that I think everyone else does. So, I'll let you go, and then I'll do my totally Well, different. the one in the bar, yeah. Which bit of the bar? Yeah. One where you've seen at the beginning. What? When he sat at the chair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to yeah, do the, him strutting in the pub. Nice Benny strut. Oh, sorry, no, nice deep strut. It's almost like Annie went in first, so it wasn't like a case of can we have dogs in here like we have to do. You know, you, you go, <laughs> can dogs come in yet? Fine, as long as they're at the back or as long as they're here. He just strutted in and say, yeah, I don't care. I'm yeah. coming in. Are my humans allowed in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost like he's going to have known the bar and go, all right, mate. Yeah, all right, Mac. All right, Mac. Yeah. So that's our most Stephen uh, Baker, best Stephen Baker moment. Mm -hmm. uh, Michelle, what's your most mm -hmm. Canadian of the week? Um, my most Canadian, I'm going to go for the friend. I, don't, I can't remember what her name is. Um, no, the one who's doing play more of her face, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. The Joker. Huh. Yeah, I'll go with her too. Yeah. I'm going to go yeah. for her. Yeah. She's called Ducky. I think Actually, the mean girls called her Ducky, what, didn't they? I'm going to go with the nun. Oh, my God. There's a moment that I missed. Very nice nun. We missed when he was smelling the nun's shoe. Um, no, we didn't talk about the shoe, did we? You know, just as he's, I think he might be going to the dance and she's putting a poster up. And he starts sniffing the woman, the nun's shoe, and she's like, what are you doing? Oh, is he trying to get the smell from the... Yeah. Oh, so okay. she, oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the really old nun. Yeah. Like, because she's like, what, what are you doing? And she's like, he's like, where have you been? She went down, you know, wherever it was, in the basement. And he's like, the smell. <laughs> Sorry. There was a lot of sniffing and licking in this one, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah. A lot of sniffing, licking and nuns. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um... So uh, yeah, I'm going to go for the uh, the, the non yeah. uh, ex race because she was very Canadian, very kind of like wholesome and very kind of caring. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so who are you going with? For oh, I went with Ducky, Ducky. the friend. Okay, yeah. So we went with Ducky slash the nun, uh, uh, and the most American of the week. Uh, you first, Nicola. I'm going with the uncle. Why? Oh, mafia, American mafia guy. I'm going to go with the Mean Girls because, yeah, that is uh, oh. Americana. The, if nothing else, the film Mean Girls has become a modern classic of American cinema. So those Mean Girls, I think, were that archetype. Mm. 
Okay. Yeah, I was definitely going to go with um, Ray's uncle as well. He was so kind of like, kind of Chicago mob scene kind of um, character, wasn't he? (laughs) Yeah. I'd like to see more of him. (laughs) Part of me felt, I mean, I know he was part of it, but I was wondering if it was going to come up where he just like, he believed he was part of all that. So it wasn't, but I like to think he was. Yeah. Okay. So that's all our orders of business for the week. Um, Tony, that's Canadians <laughs> nipping, licking, and and nuns. <laughs> nipping, licking, and nuns. That's as. That's, shall we call that this, this week's show? Sniffing, licking, and nuns. That's the unofficial <laughs> title. We always know the episode title, but in brackets, sniffing, licking, and nuns. Yes. Hashtag sniffing, licking, and nuns. Hashtag poomage. Yes, poomage from the previous episode. <laughs> If you haven't listened to last last episode, please do check yeah. it out. That's uh, and you'll understand what plumage is. Hashtag. <laughs> oh, we're going to have so many things written on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, when you leave school and everyone writes on it, we're just going to hashtag sniffing, licking, and that's hashtag plumage. Hashtag. <laughs> oh. So, I'm just going to run around, just going to check if there's any more messages. Anyone else will say anything before we? Call no, you? no, no more messages. No more emails. Okay, just checking my 5G. So. Oh, I thought you meant on here. I was saying, does anyone want to say? Yeah, we know. (laughs) So, from. Me, civilian aid Nicola, long-suffering. And from. Uh, Mountie Michelle. And from me, Detective Squee. That's due south by southeast for this week. And guys. Until we next meet up, say if the uh, viewers and listeners wanted to keep their compasses pointed a certain direction until next time we meet, what direction would they keep it pointed in, people? Do, 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 do. Am I supposed to be saying something? You do the first thing. Do south. By southeast. (laughs) That gets more painful every time. You think it would get easier. (laughs) I'll see you off the